Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Oh my soul, why are you so depressed? Why are you so discouraged? Why are you so downcast? Why are you in such despair? For you will again have reason to praise the Lord. You belong to Him. What are you thinking? What are you doing? Why are you allowing yourself to be in such despair? Oh, I know. Because anxiety has filled my heart. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Proverbs. It's safe to say that most people today struggle with anxiety. Pastor J.D. is here to talk about how we should be joyful because we know the truth. If your Heavenly Father is so powerful and wise, why do you think it's valid to worry over money or clothes or anything else? He's promised to take care of all your needs. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now here's Pastor J.D. in Proverbs chapter 12 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Verse 17, he who speaks truth declares righteousness, but a false witness deceit. This is speaking deceitfully, perhaps knowingly, deliberately bearing false witness, a false accusation. It's one of the commandments, isn't it? Thou shalt not bear false witness, never bring a false accusation against anyone, and if you do, you are bearing false witness. And the idea here is, is that it is deliberate with intent to deceive. You're bearing false witness in order to deceive. Again, contrasted with the righteous who when they speak, they speak truth. You've heard that expression? Whenever their lips are moving, they're lying. You know they're lying whenever their lips are moving. You ever heard that? Well, this was many years ago on the mainland. I knew somebody that if they told me it was raining outside, I would go out and check. And I also knew somebody, if they told me it was raining outside, I'd grab my umbrella. Because I know they would always speak the truth. Verse 18. This is interesting, again along the same lines. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, very cutting, very hurtful, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Again, this tongue has the power of life and death. You can cut somebody to shreds, or you can build somebody up. You can tear somebody down, or you can build somebody up. You know that That famous saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. (laughs) That's funny. Are you kidding me? I would sometimes rather have the sticks and the stones 
than the words because the words not only hurt me, they can utterly devastate me. I can be cut down, pierced as with a sword. I think we have to be oh so careful with not just what we say, but how we say what we say. Just our our tone. You can say the same exact thing in a different tone, and it will change the entire complexion, the entire meaning, and the way that it's received. That's wisdom. Verse 19, again along those same lines. The truthful lip shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Verse 20, same lines. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have joy. In other words, somebody that is deceitful, not truthful, that lies and devise these evil plans, do so with malicious intent. It's in their heart. And that's why. Verse 21, no grave trouble will overtake the righteous. Now, notice what it does not say. No grave trouble will ever come upon the righteous. No, <laughs> the righteous have trouble. John sixteen thirty three. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation. You will have trials. You will have problems. You will have trouble. <laughs> but be of good cheer. Cheer up. Why? Because I have overcome the world. And this is what the proverb is saying. You might have the trouble, but the trouble will never overcome you because of the one who overcame the world. So yes, you're going to have trouble. Grave trouble. This is actually in the Arabic culture. This is a very popular word. I remember growing up, my parents would always use the word grave. Boy, when they put the word grave, I mean, it's, it is what it is, right? <laughs> grave. Not just trouble, grave trouble. Not just danger, grave danger. That's the worst kind. <laughs> yes, we're going to have grave trouble. There's going to be those times in our lives we're going to go through these horrific, difficult, painful trials, but they will never overtake the righteous. This is a promise that we have from God. God has given us His Word, and He can't go back on His Word. I mean, this is a, a promise that sometimes we need to hang on to for dear life hang on to by our, our fingernails when we're going through it. Because is not the enemy right there going, you ain't going to make it out of this one. This is really bad. I know. This is really, really bad. I know. This is like grave bad. I know, it's grave bad. It's really bad. But I have a promise. I you know what that promise is? 
that no matter how bad it is, it will never overcome me. It will never overtake me. Because I am righteous in Christ. Not my own righteousness, Christ's righteousness. And my foundation is firm. I'm immovable. I cannot be overcome by this. I'm the overcomer of this. We're not just conquerors, we're more than conquerors in Christ. The victory is already ours. Now here's the contrast. So the righteous, no grave trouble will overtake them. But the wicked, oh, different story. They shall be filled with evil. Verse 22, we start talking about lying again. And it's pretty strong. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. I would encourage you to look up and search the definition of the word abomination. It's really strong. It's not a, not a word we use much anymore in our vocabulary today, but you need to search the definition of this word. So those who lie to the Lord, you are an abomination. But those who deal truthfully are His delight. In other words, when we're honest, walking in integrity, speaking in truth, the Lord is delighted. Can I say it this way? We bring a smile to the face of God. He's very pleased. He's just delighted. A prudent man, verse 23, conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims foolishness. We're going to see this come up again, too. Carries with it the idea of the wise man is not going to just tell you everything he knows, but the heart of the fool is going to talk like they know what they're talking about. <laughs> Verse 24, talking about laziness again. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. Again, talking about laziness. Verse 25 I want to spend just a little bit of time on, because I think it's really important to expound on it. It says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. There's actually, and we've talked about this uh, before when we were in Philippians, but there's actually a physiological component that is true in this proverb. The anxiety, the worry, the fear releases these hormones and these chemicals in our body that causes us to become depressed. It's actually a physiological, I'll even say neurological truth. That's why in Philippians in particular, and really throughout God's Word, we're admonished to be very careful about what we allow into our minds, our thoughts. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, which is interesting, 
Paul writing says, be anxious, don't have anxiety about no thing. How? By thanking God for anything and praying about everything. Now, when he gets to verse 8 and says, after you do this, you'll worry about no thing when you thank God for anything and pray about everything, then you're going to have this peace that's going to replace this anxiety and worry and fear, and it will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on in verse 8 and he lists the things that we're to think on. Because as the Proverbs says, and we're going to see this come up again, as a man thinks, so is he. In other words, you are what you think. And Satan knows that, by the way. So to protect the mind, really the thoughts in the original language is what that word carries the idea of. It's the thoughts. You have to guard the thoughts, protect your mind and what is allowed into your mind. Because if you allow what one called stinking thinking, it'll take you down. And it's not long before all of a sudden now the fearful thoughts, and God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a some of the translations render it, sound mind, better understood this way, a disciplined mind. And that that's stronger because what it implies is that we have to discipline our minds. We have to be very disciplined when it comes to the thought life. So if we're going to allow anxious thoughts to enter in, and we're going to start entertaining those thoughts and allow the enemy to run wild with them and take us as far down the road of fear as he can. And he usually starts like this, what if, oh, I'm off to the races with that one. I know, what if? And then, see, our minds have this God-given capacity to manufacture the most fantastic of imaginations and circumstances. I mean, before long, and some of us are better at this than others, and I'll have to raise my hand and confess that when it comes to this, I'm really good at manufacturing the most horrific scenario known to mankind. Not just the worst case scenario, because isn't it true that we always assume the worst? Oh, oh, all of a sudden now I, I got this pain. I'm having a heart attack. Oh my goodness. I mean, we, we assume the worst. See, I, I speak from experience. I, I should have a degree in this uh, particular field when I tell you that when I let the enemy do this to me and get away with this, it's not long before my life's destroyed, um, everybody dies, and you know, something horrible is going to happen. You know, something's going to happen to this church. I mean, he's got me. I mean, I'm, I'm on the floor by the time he's done with me. I'm so discouraged. I'm so depressed. I'm in such despair. All because I let him put this anxious thought in my mind, in my heart, and I just ran with it. 
Satan cannot read our minds, but he can put thoughts there, and he attacks our minds. This is why when we read about the armor in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul likens the helmet of salvation to protect the mind, the thoughts. And I have to stop and in a disciplined way say, stop. And I have to tell myself, what are you doing? I don't know. You're doing it again. I know. They have clinical terms for what I just demonstrated. But I mean, David did it. Sometimes we have to have a talk with ourselves. Oh my soul, Psalm 42, 43 as well. Some believe they are one song. Oh my soul, why are you so depressed? Why are you so discouraged? Why are you so downcast? Why are you in such despair? For you will again have reason to praise the Lord. You belong to Him. What are you thinking? What are you doing? Why are you allowing yourself to be in such despair? Oh, I know, because anxiety has filled my heart. I think about when David writes in the Psalms, when the anxieties of of my heart were great within me. You know, you've heard the statistics, I'm sure, about the number of Americans that deal with anxiety. It's a thing, man. It's a real thing, especially in the day and age in which we live. And we're told here, and how true this is. It's true spiritually. It's true mentally. It's true physically. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. But here's the the contrast to this. A good word makes it glad. You know, sometimes, again, talk about the power of the, of the tongue to bring life, to lift somebody up. Just a simple, hey, you know what? It's going to be okay. It is? Yeah. Oh, just, it's like a soothing balm to a hurting heart. Just a kind word. A good word. A word fitly spoken. I could preach a whole sermon on verse 25. I probably have, and I may yet sometime in the future, but let's move on. Verse 26. The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. I think this is particularly applicable to young people and the friends that Notice, you choose your friends, they don't choose you. We had this conversation with my son Levi before he went off to college. And I mean, here's this, I mean, good looking, handsome young man, super smart, from Hawaii. I told him, you're going to be a magnet, and you need to be very careful. The friends you choose. You do not let them choose you, because they're going to be attracted to you like steel to a magnet. They're going to choose you, but you don't let them choose you. You choose them, and you be very careful. You've heard the expression, I'm sure, if you lie down with dogs, you come up with fleas. The righteous should choose his friends carefully, and we're told why, because the way of the wicked leads them astray. You're known by the company you keep. 
You might think, well, I'll be a good influence. Well, what, what, what if you're not the good influence, but rather the influenced? Here it comes again, verse 27. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. In other words, <laughs> they're too lazy to clean the, the game that they were able to hunt. Verse 28, in the way of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. And that certainly applies to eternity, doesn't it? Those that are in Christ will not see death. We're going to live forever for all eternity. So there's a common theme here in Proverbs 12, and it's really throughout the entire book, but it's that of how much hardship and difficulty we avoid in our lives when we walk in righteousness and wisdom. And I'll explain what I mean by that. You know, if we're honest with ourselves, we would have to admit that walking in obedience and righteousness is hard. To be obedient, to live a life of obedience is hard. It's not easy. If it were easy, everybody would do it, right? It is hard. But you know what's harder? Living a life of disobedience. When we get to verse 15, and we will, we're going to read that the path of the sinner is hard. Oh yeah, the path of the righteous, those who choose to walk wisely, live wisely, it's hard. It's not easy. Let's be honest. But <laughs> you know what's harder? Is walking in the path or the way of foolishness, the way of unrighteousness. It is infinitely more difficult. And please don't envy the unrighteous. When you look at their life and you're going through a trial in your life and it looks like they're having the time of their life. I think of the psalmist in Psalm 73. He almost lost his faith. He was so stumbled by this and so confused by this that he even says, I didn't even want to talk to God's people because I didn't want to mess them up. Well, what, what messed him up? Oh, he's looking at the unrighteous, the way of the wicked, and it seems like they have no problems. It's easy to dismiss Old Testament books as ancient texts that hold little meaning for you today. However, there's plenty of application for your life right now in this modern world. The book of Proverbs is one that specifically provides advice, admonishment, and encouragement for your life as a follower of Christ. As you listen to Pastor J.D.'s message today, though, you may have realized that you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. If that's the case, we'd like to encourage you to change that right now. We have a simple guide that will tell you more. Just visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and click on the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. 
This will tell you why it's so important to put your faith in Jesus and how easy it is to start a relationship with Him. We'd love to hear from you too, and we're available to answer any questions you may still have. Please get in touch with us through our contact form on our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. If you're in the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you join us for our worship services. Bring your friends and family along too. It's a great time of fellowship and learning about God with Pastor JD. Be sure to let us know that you're a listener of In Spirit and Truth when you visit. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Kaneohe at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. Thanks for being part of our study here today. We hope you'll tune in again to continue studying the truths found in the book of Proverbs, right here on In Spirit and Truth. Truth, truth.